0: Today, we're going to be talking about how to 4x your productivity, and 4x is just an arbitrary number. I believe I've experienced getting four times the productivity out of my schedule, but what if it was just double? What if it was 10x? I don't know where you're at right now, but the idea is to increase your productivity using some simple tools and little mindset hacks. And so we're going to talk about three really specific techniques, and they all build on each other. The first one is, we call it the Eisenhower uh, principle. I'm going to explain it to you where it came from. And it's simply figuring out the difference in our mind between things that are important versus things that are urgent and how we usually react to these things. Once we have that figured out, it's a little bit of a lesson and a mindset shift from being a reactive salesperson, waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for people to ask us to do things, um, waiting for things to become emergencies versus creating the space and time to proactively look ahead in the future and plan your your day, plan your week, and do your tasks with intention. And then third, we're going to go into some real practical advice about actually creating a productivity schedule that allows you to have work-life balance, that allows you to get everything you want done, not only in your career, but at home. It allows you to have time for the relationships and the hobbies you want. So we're going to get into all that today, and I really hope that you find some of this information useful and take some notes and pull a few ideas out and then implement. That's one big thing I'm going to be coming back to over and over again is watching a presentation is great, being inspired is great, being motivated is great. But really, what we want to do is take an idea or two from this presentation and try it. Implement it. Make the shift as quick as possible and see if it works for you. If it does, great. If it doesn't, you can iterate on it and try something else. But action is what is going to move us forward. Really quickly, I'm just going to talk about who I am, what this Apex uh, training call is all about, um, and why we're really doing this. Just so you guys have some context on why I'm uh, doing all this extra work to put these free trainings out there. Um, If you haven't met me before, my name is Jeff Thibodeau. Again, thanks for joining. If you don't know me, that's a real honor. And I see a lot of familiar names and faces on the participant list too. So welcome back, those of you that have been in previous training sessions or we've worked together before. Um, I've been licensed since 2008. Uh, If you remember, that was the last giant financial crisis of our world. Uh, I was born into the fire of real estate. Um, I became a successful single agent, eventually started a team um, with a small handful of people. We were doing uh, 150 plus deals a year. Um, In that time, I also got recruited to become a business coach with the Tom Ferry organization, got trained and worked there before branching out to do coaching on my own, Um, and in 2017, I launched my own independent brokerage here in my hometown, grew that to 55 agents and a half dozen staff. We did over a billion dollars in sales and I sold that company last year. Uh, Now I work here with a team in Brantford called The Crew. um, And along with them, uh, we've created this thing we call the Apex Agent Network. If you know me personally, you know one of my core values is collaboration. And the reason is because as my career started, Um, All I found was competition in this industry. As a young guy in uh, 2008, it was almost impossible for me to find anyone to help me, even inside of my own company. It was like I was left to my own devices. But eventually, I found an incredible network of realtors outside of my hometown that were willing to share and grow with me. Then through the coaching community, uh, I was able to find that again, realtors all across Canada and North America. And I really brought that energy to my own team and to my brokerage, where if we saw each other as collaborators, even if we're not at the same company, even if we're not under the same brand, we can still both be better. This industry has so much competition when what we need is to work together. It's really all of us together. We need realtors on both sides of transactions. We all need to be leveling up and improving our skills. Um, So the Apex Agent Network was formed in that same light between a partnership between the crew, the team I work with here in Brantford, the Scott Benson team, and the NVIDIA team to combine our skills as team leaders in neighboring cities and help each other. And so we're always welcoming new agents and new teams into the network. If you're interested at all at being part of the Apex Agent Network and not just the training calls, feel free to DM me or reach out to me for any more information on that. Okay, that's all for that we're going to get right into the topic. Today, we are going to talk about getting much more out of every day, week, and year. More than just getting things done, it's about getting things done that actually move you towards your life and business goals. I don't know if I'm the only one who feels like they can run and run and run and do a lot in a day, but then when we look back maybe in a week or a month, we haven't really moved the needle on those big things we're dreaming about or the relationships that are important. Sometimes, in fact, we can be dropping the ball on those things and falling further behind. Now, why do we need to do this? Whoops. Why do we need to do this? Well, if you haven't noticed, winter's here. Winter, not just the season of winter. We have had a nice little fall and some uh, some warm weather. But winter in the sense that October was one of the slowest Octobers in memory. It actually was, volume-wise, like a December or even worse. Transactional volume is way down this year. Interest rates are up, inflation's high, the economy is pegged to be slowing down next year. The reality is, as realtors, we have more realtors than ever chasing fewer potential commission checks. Also, listings are becoming harder to sell, and our buyers are having a harder time qualifying. So we have to step up. We have to find more productivity in our day because it's going to take more work to get the same results. But what I know is if we can do this, because I've lived through markets like this before. The people that can double down right now on their productivity, squeeze more output out of every single day, out of every single week, out of every single client interaction are gonna strive through this market and come out the other side with a gain of market share as things uh, ramp back up and the business becomes a little easier. So don't fear this market, take it as your opportunity, start to clear a little of the BS out of your life and focus on the things that really matter. What's really important is time. What I wanna to talk to you today is about maximizing your biggest asset. And I believe that time is actually the only real asset we have. Everything else you can create more of, but time is disappearing minute by minute, day by day. Hey, we've already wasted almost 11 minutes together here that we'll never get back hopefully by the end of this, this was a valuable use of your time. But think about how much time ticks by every single day that we don't really use to move ourselves forward or to make our life better. You can make more money. You can find more leads. You can buy another investment. You can learn another skill. But if we waste our time, we don't really get it back. Using your time wisely should be your number one priority. And it has been the focus of my life, having more time, not just to accomplish more work, But to have more time with my family, to have more time to pursue my hobbies, to have more time to just relax sometimes, right? The first principle that I want to talk to you about is called the Eisenhower principle. And I'm going to read you a little paragraph I cut off a uh, website. So in 1954, in a speech to the Second Assembly of the World Council, former U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower was quoting the president of Northwestern University when he said, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important and the important are never urgent. There's a nice little phrase off of his tongue and it became known as the Eisenhower principle. And it was said to be how he organized his workload and priorities. He recognized that great time management means being effective as well as efficient. And in other words, we must spend our time on things that are important, not just the ones that are urgent. To do this and to minimize the stress of having too many tight deadlines we need to understand the distinction of these two things so clearly important activities are ones that have outcomes that lead us to achieving our goals whether that's professional or personal that's why they're important but on the other hand urgent activities are things that demand our immediate attention they're usually associated with somebody else's goals And they're often ones that we concentrate on because they demand our attention right now because the consequences of not dealing with them are big and immediate. I want you to think about for a second if if you have a task in mind and whether you can categorize it as being either important or urgent. Now, these two things work together to form kind of four different types of tasks. We have ones that are important and urgent. We have ones that are important, they're not urgent. We have ones that are not really important, but they seem urgent, usually because we've dropped the ball or left something behind. And then we have the worst type of tasks, things that are neither important or urgent. And Eisenhower and the other trainers that that teach this have put this into a matrix. Unfortunately, the the item number two here is usually the one that we drop the ball on and leave behind. And what we want to learn is to bring that up to its second priority. But I'm just going to go through each of these very quickly. So things that are important and urgent are usually tasks that we've fallen behind on, and now they're due. Anyone remember being at school, having an assignment come due after you've been out all weekend or something? Didn't seem that important when you had a week to work on it. Now that it's urgent, it has to take the priority. The real key to these is to try to not procrastinate or get behind, and proper planning can make important tasks not become urgent. We wanna give them the space. We're gonna talk about that in a minute with proactive planning. Now, there is another type of task here. There's things that come up in like emergency situations, things you didn't see happening. And with those ones, we have to be flexible enough to reschedule our other tasks. I call this the process of triage, like you would think of a nurse in the ER deciding who gets uh, the doctor's attention next. The second group of tasks are the really important ones that we often forget about if there's too much urgency going on in our life. These tasks are usually our big dreams, our projects, and our goals, things we know are important, but somehow we never find the time to do them. They're always on our to-do list. They're always on our dream board. We talk about them, but we never seem to make any progress. Something always more urgent comes up. So the key to these tasks, again, is proper proactive planning to make sure you have enough space, or they'll simply continue to be on the back burner. The third type of tasks are ones that are not important but seem urgent. These tasks are usually somebody else's priority. And it, when we're in a servant mindset, like we are in real estate, we're in a service business, this can be our default mode to wanna wait and have other people ask you to do stuff, request things of you, and then make that the most you know, urgent thing of the day. So this can be a real challenge for those of us who are in a servant mindset. You know, Have a minute, think, of your brain, think, think in your brain, or sorry, the people that come to you, hey, do you have a minute? Hey, can I pick your brain? Hey, you wanna grab lunch today? hey, can you take a look at this for me? Hey, I got this urgent problem. The challenge is that we wanna jump and help, but if it's taking priority over the things we said was were important for that day, it's gonna pull you off your plane. So really watch out for these. The fourth type of tasks, well, they're the complete time wasters. These are not important and not urgent. If you find yourself doing too much of this stuff, you know, we need a reality check. You really need to focus on your goals. But we find ourselves just filling time, doing water cooler talk, you know, taking the long way home. But the the question we have to ask, if it's neither important nor urgent, why are we even doing it? Hopefully, they can be delegated, maybe pushed off to somebody else. The key lesson here is to start to ask yourself, as things come at you and you're planning your day and your week, is this important? Is this urgent? If the answer is it's important, then we make time for it we put it in our schedule, we make it a priority. If it's urgent, we have to get it done. But the goal is to not let things become urgent. If we're properly planned, then we can also have time for those emergency situations to come up. Okay, let's get into uh, item number two of the day, which is the shift from being proactive, or sorry, from being reactive to being proactive. The fact is we're in a reactive job. It's a service-based industry. Too often, we're just waiting around asking for someone to do something or waiting for the phone to ring and that paperwork to come in or that client to call and ask for those showings. And then as soon as that happens, we jump like a firefighter or a 911 operator. We make that the now priority. This leaves us with a very empty calendar with not a whole lot of priorities, and we're just waiting for someone to fill it up. I think about this in a couple other ways. My father has been in the manufacturing industry as a plant manager, and he he actively tries to have proactive processes. He was just sharing one with me recently, where the uh, the manager of the neighboring plant was having a problem with these uh, fixtures breaking down all the time. And so my dad was able to pull all the data from the last six months of production and run it through an Excel spreadsheet and tell him, when that machine hits 60,000 stamps, it's time to change the bit not when the parts start coming out poorly. That's the difference. The reactive manager is waiting for a broken part to go fix the machine. The proactive manager is analyzing and realizing that if we change this at 60,000, then we're not gonna have any broken parts and we're probably gonna crank a lot more productivity out of the day. Think about it like your car too. Some of us are guilty about skipping those oil changes or skipping the tire rotations, and then we end up stranded on the side of the road somewhere. But if we perform our regular service and maintenance on that car, it's going to last a lot longer. It does take some more time and a little more effort to do things in advance. What I've learned about proactive planning is it's all about intention. I love the word intention because what it does is it gives you back control. For me, setting intentions is the key to being proactive with your time. Intentions are very simple. It's saying, this is what I want. In this moment, in this meeting, in this day, or this week. Often, though, we just float around like a pinball without any intentions. If we do that, you're not gonna get what you want, but you're gonna get whatever the day throws at you. Sometimes we don't wanna set intentions either, because it sets too much like setting goals that we could fail at. You know, on the way into a listening presentation, I set my intention to leave there with a signed contract. On the way to start this meeting, I took a minute in the car to tell myself my intention was to give a value-packed, powerful meeting. This is a key little step. It only takes two or three seconds, but when we set our intentions, we can remind ourselves what we set out to achieve before things got busy. Even this weekend, I was doing a renovation project and I went there with the intention of getting a list of about three things done. And of course, like all renovations do, they went off the tracks, we got behind, I was tired, But I remembered, I said, I want this third thing done before I go home today. And so we stuck around for an extra hour and got it done. That's a much better plan than just seeing what happens. This is a key step to increasing your productivity because you want to be choosing what you're doing and choosing the results and outcome you want it to be. And it literally is all you have to do is take a second before you do things and say to yourself, what is my intention here? And before I go to the next slide, I want to add another thought that actually isn't in my notes, is that it came up in the last time I was talking about this, is we want to be just as intentional with our time away from work, with our free time. If I block off, you know, dinner with my kids, I want to be intentional that I'm not interrupting that with phone calls and work. Too often we're bouncing back and forth, doing the thing we're not supposed to be doing, getting interrupted, getting off task, thinking we should be multitasking, when what we really need to do is focus is be present in the thing we're supposed to be doing and give that task your full attention. That's what intention is all about. Okay, awesome, we are right on time, I can't believe it. The third and final pillar of this is building out your plan. Building out your plan is as simple as having a structured calendar way in advance, okay? And if you want to get good at this, you should probably at least do it the morning before, maybe a little better to do it the night before, I prefer to plan my calendar out a week in advance. I typically do it on a Sunday, but even if I'm a little ahead of myself, I'll start working on it on the Friday night before I kind of call it a week. But before we talk about that, I wanna say that the digital calendar when used properly is one of the greatest tools we all have freely available to us. Whether you're on a Google or a Microsoft network or your iPhone uh, calendar system, the reason the digital calendar to be your best friend is for a whole bunch of benefits. First of all, it's synced across all your devices. So you don't forget your paper planner and you're left out in the wind. You can update things on your computer and they're instantly available on the phone that you carry with you all the time. The second reason is you can share those calendars with others. So people important in your life, like your family members or maybe an assistant or a coworker can see what you're up to and you can see what's going on in their life too. Another couple of reasons you can have repeating events like this meeting, you can put it in there at 10 o'clock every Tuesday and hit repeat weekly. And now it's there. You can also have alerts and alarms set on your tasks. So you don't ever miss them. You can also do really cool things like have it build the automatic travel time between locations, all that stuff is really powerful if you use it and it's going to help you make sure that you're getting the most out of your day. Your calendar can also, your digital calendar can also have shared things where I can invite other people and people can invite me and I can accept or decline those invitations. And it can be full of rich information like the link to this call without having to go find it somewhere else. Plus, you can have color coding uh, and have multiple different calendars. For myself, I have Jeff's personal stuff, Jeff's work. I have um, when rental guests are at one of our uh, Airbnb properties. I have another color-coded one that's just notes that I add into my calendar that aren't actually appointments. And the last thing I like the most about a digital calendar is how easy it is to reschedule. Because you know, in this industry, our days never go as planned. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But the point is, if something goes off the rails or somebody calls and reschedules, you can simply grab that thing and drag it over. You can make it longer, you can adjust it, and that's really hard to do with an old-school paper planner or with no plan at all. So I really encourage you to make a commitment if you want to get more out of your day in life to really focus on this digital tool that's available to you. It's on every device that you own and it's free, but you have to work it. So the key here is actually to build a plan. And then step two is to follow that plan. And that's where we get a lot of the problems. Uh, I I can't tell you how many people, me included, sometimes will go and build this perfect week and then immediately Monday morning, you're not looking at it and not following it. And you get to the end of the week and, you know, those, those issues, you, you really didn't have a calendar at all. You spent all this time making a plan and then it didn't really work for you. So let's talk about some rules. Rule number one is we got to build it in advance, right? Rule number two is you got to follow it. We used to have this great saying in the coaching community that if it's not in your schedule, it doesn't exist. And so I make a habit of putting everything in my schedule because everything requires time. And so I got to put it where I'm going to do it, and I got to allot that task enough time to do it. But you don't have to get down to the micro of having every little item. You could have a block that says, you know, review my inboxes, prep for my appointment, attend my appointment. It doesn't have to be as specific as, you know, little five-minute chunks. But everything requires time. Remember, it's our only asset. So having it allotted to have time to work on it and the amount of time you're going to need really shows you how busy you already are. And then the third part is we have to be flexible to adjust, not just let our days go off the rail, but as issues pop up, we have to get in there and make adjustments to the plan. We have to drag things around and reschedule. The biggest mistake you can make is to make a plan and then not follow it. So how do you make a plan? Right? This is where a lot of people get caught up. And I could tell you about time blocks and color coding, but we don't have enough time for that. I'm going to talk to you about some high-level principles here. First of all, you want to have a planning session, right? And before you even start, I recommend you go through this loop. I actually have a notepad that I keep all my thoughts on these ideas on. A lot of them don't change, right? You just have to reread them every day. But you should have a little section that reminds yourself about your big goals. This is all that stuff that's important, but probably not urgent because it's not due today. But we need to make time for it. Are you trying to increase your transactions? Were you working on that new website? Did you need a new listing presentation? Did you plan on reaching out to some family members you haven't talked to in a while? remind yourself why it's important to you, and then make some space and time to put it in the calendar. Next, remind yourself about your projects, those things that you're trying to do but seem to never get done. I got a hot tip for you here. You can only really do one project at a time. If you're trying to juggle too many, it's not gonna work. Chunk down your to-do list very simply into what you're working on now, what you're working on next, and then put everything else in a later pile. And focus on getting that now project done give it the time and space it needs you can give a little thought to what's coming up next and when you might do it but try not to be juggling three or four projects at a time we've got too much work to do already third and one that we can often forget in this business is to focus on our relationships ask yourself who do you need to give time to this week quite often it's the people most important to us that we get you know we take for granted or we leave behind when we get busy and overwhelmed in this business So make sure you've got that date day with your spouse or that quality time with your kids or those nights out with your social group. And then really important is to make sure that you've got some time for yourself. We all need a different amount of this in a week, but a big problem that happens, people come to me with burnout, right? And burnout really is just that you haven't had enough time for yourself. You start to dislike this business because it's just run you dry. And we all got into this business so that we could have great incomes and free, flexible lives, yet... The big problem is we get run off our feet and feel like we actually don't have either of those things. So make sure you realize what you need for self-care, whether that's quiet time in the morning, whether that's time at the gym, whatever the stuff that keeps you going and keeps you in a good mood, we have to put it in our schedule and give it time. We don't wanna be counting on there being time left over when you've just been run off your feet all day. So to actually go and do the family or the the, uh, planning session, I recommend doing it in this order first of all i put in my family and personal obligations things that are non negotiable for me i have certain times i got to get up i have times that i've got to get the kids off to school we've got you know sports commitments or things we've got to do for our family and our personal life you got to get those in there so you're not constantly that realtor that's missing out on his entire life or her entire life next obviously work obligations like team meetings appointments with clients, booked book showings, um, follow-up time, prospecting time. We gotta have all that in there too. Then we wanna start filling in the blanks with your time blocks for our big projects and goals. This stuff's more flexible because you can choose when to do it. Remember appointments and obligations, usually someone else has dictated what time that's happening. So we wanna fill in the gaps with the time blocks needed, 30 minute or one hour chunks, whatever, you know. find your own rhythm, what works for you but I encourage you to try to stay really focused during those times. Don't get distracted. Then we wanna put in the time blocks for our people, time for ourselves, and then we want some free time. Big mistake you can make too is having the entire day filled with appointments. We need some flexibility. You need to be able to know that you run long sometimes or that there's gonna be a traffic delay or you just don't like to have anything scheduled on Tuesday nights for whatever reason. Also, we want to have a little time there to do catch up at the end of the day, empty our inboxes and our notifications, so we're not doing that all day. Last but not least, I really recommend this little cycle. If we build a whole week in advance, either Sunday or Friday, then you get up in the morning, and I do this every day is I look at my digital calendar and actually take a minute to write it down on a notepad. We make some micro adjustments, but this really allows me to set my day with intention. This is what I set out to do. I'm going to have a powerful meeting. I'm going to have a breakout session after I've got to go pick up my kid. He's, he's sick from school today and I had to drop him off at my mom's house. So I got to go get him that got squeezed in there. Then I've got a few calls to make, right? I make my list so I can stay on track and not get pulled off track. And then when the day, finally, the dust clears, I want to look back at the calendar and ask myself, did I get it all done? Is there anything that I missed that I have to actually drag and get somewhere else? Um, Is there anything I can grab right now and clean up that I was slightly behind on? And if we build this little loop that once a week I build out my week, every morning I review what I'm going to do, and at the end of the day I review what I've done, you're going to see so much progress happen towards your goals. Okay, we made it. I'm going to recap just quickly if you stick with me for another one or two minutes. So the big message today is our job is going to be harder for a little while. I'm usually a very positive and optimistic guy and I still am, but I'm also a realist. Transactional volume is way down and there's more real estate agents than ever. We have to work harder and we have to squeeze more out of every day and week right now if we want the same results or we wanna keep growing through a tough market. We must focus on the important things, not just the urgent things. Remember, most things that are urgent were either somebody else's priority or they were things you let go and got behind on anyways. So if we can reverse that to proactive thinking, creating time and space for the important things, they don't become urgent. We find this flow and we actually find time and space to do it all. And the way we do that is by being proactive in planning our schedule in advance and then committed to following that schedule and adjusting it to the realities of our day as things change, but we make it our habit. I truly believe your digital calendar is the most important tool that you could use as a realtor more important than your CRM more important than your marketing much more important than TikTok or Instagram believe me if you can master the use of your digital calendar you're going to squeeze so much more out of your day and week and when you do that it's almost like you're getting more life remember if you can get twice as much accomplished in a week you've maybe lived twice as long in those same days okay join me next week thank you very much next week we are going over how to sell every listing this is going to be very tactical from advice on how to have the proper pricing conversations at the listing table, to setting client expectations, to communication throughout the listing and showing that you're doing everything you can, and also to making sure the relationship stays tight even through the ups and downs, having those price reduction conversations is going to be full of tactical advice. I appreciate everyone's uh, attendance today. I saw something in the Q&A, but I don't see it anymore. So if you do have any questions, help with this, please reach out one-on-one and I will see you back here next week. Thank you very much for joining the Apex.